In this episode of The Peaks Life, Lynn and Mike are talking all about the K in the Peaks formula. K stands for ketogenic, ketogenic foods, ketogenic fasting. And putting those together, we'll get energy that will power you through every single day. This is The Peaks Audio Experience. Hi, and thanks for joining us on The Peaks Live. I'm Mike Warren, again with Lynn Fernie. Little bite-sized chunks of wellness wisdom to power you through the day. Now, if you're a regular, you'll know we're in the middle of the Peaks formula. So P equals EA plus K plus S. So let's recap what we've done so far, because today we're going to talk about keto, which is a really exciting one. But before we start on that, what is the Peaks formula? What's the P? What's the E? What's the A? Mm. And then we'll move on to keto and the big K. Let's do Mm. it. Um, So P is all about performance. And if you've listened to the episode, what you know is that we're talking here about any kind of performance in the wellness area. So whether it's your body shape and size, whether it's your general health, whether it's your energy levels, whether it's your mind and your mental health, um, or whether it's your sleep, what we're looking at is how do you get better performance in all of those areas through a series of tactics and strategies. And the first one that we went through was EA, and that's energize and activate your mind and body. And what we're talking about there is using movement, using routines that include breathing um, and cold exposure to really boost your energy levels, to boost your immunity, um, really get your mind firing, your body fired up, and then just powering through your entire day and improving your wellness, getting you right through to your wellness goals. All right, so we are trying to achieve optimal performance and we're doing that by energizing and activating our mind and body. And now we're going to look at the other or the next step, which is the ketogenic lifestyle or ketogenic diet. Hmm. So we're going to look at why did we include that first of all? What's the what's the thinking behind that? Yep. And then maybe walking through some of the mechanics of that. So at a high level, people get an understanding of why we included the uh, the ketogenic piece. Yeah, and I think this is a really important area. Mm. To, be, to be honest, they're all important. Everything in the peaks formula is important. And it's quite difficult to cherry pick and to say one is more than than the other. But the ketogenic lifestyle really underpins a lot of the other work that we do because you can be getting great sleep or you can be trying to get great sleep. You can try and move. You can um, do some cold exposure. But if you haven't got your diet sorted out and it really isn't supporting you and you're feeling really shit every single day, it's going to be hard to sleep. It's going to be hard to, to work out. So... You know, this is one of the areas that we generally try to tackle first because if we can get this right and you can improve how you feel and how you look just through your diet and some very simple steps, then you can go on to look at all of these other areas. And it's then a bit like a jigsaw puzzle. All the pieces, they slot into place really Mm. neatly and there's nothing left out. So I guess before we we dive into what it is. Some scary stats. Some some stats. We love to to scare people into understanding why why they need to change your lifestyle, why the diet is such an important thing, because there is some horrific stats around obesity and around illnesses mm. that should make people sit up and go, shit, my diet, it underpins my wellness. I need to have a really good look at it. Totally mm. right. So I can quote you any one of a number of statistics, mm. but let's just go with um, you know, some round numbers. If we look at developed countries, and developing countries are going the same way, they're not <coughs> far behind, So this applies equally to America as it does China, to Australia as it does India. 
Um, so we are looking at, you know, most of the major nations in the world. So it doesn't matter where you're tuning in from. We know there's about 40-odd countries out there tuning into these podcasts. Mm. It doesn't matter where you are, this is about you. It applies mm. to you. And what we're talking <clears throat> about is the fact that in those countries, obesity rates are at least 30%. So that means about one in every three people is obese. We're not talking about overweight. If we start to talk about overweight, we're talking about two-thirds. So two in every three people is overweight and about one in every three is obese. And that's a statistic which is on the rise. So we know in the US we're already up in the 40s, 40% 40 of people, 42% of people, 40 odd percent of kids in the US are already obese. So think about where that's gonna go. So that's the first one. The second one is when we look at conditions like diabetes. So again, we're still on the same track. We're still talking about metabolic conditions. Type two diabetes, it used to be an older person's disease. We're now seeing kids and young adults getting this disease very early on in their lives. And we've got, again, around about a third of the population. So around one in every three people already has type two diabetes. And then if we look at the amount of people with pre-diabetes, we actually don't know what those numbers are, but they're frighteningly high. And again, they're getting higher every day. So we've got a third of people with obesity, a third of people have got a metabolic condition like type two diabetes and are dependent on medications. And then we've got, if I take any one of a number of other significant diseases, I would say cancer. One in every three people either has or will get cancer at some point in their lives. And I mean, I haven't even <coughs> talked in those statistics about um, coronary heart disease. I haven't talked about, you know, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. So there are a whole range yeah. of conditions that if we start to add them into the list, you're probably talking about 50 to 75% of the population will be affected by one of these serious illnesses so, at some point in the life. <clears throat> so what we know is what we've been eating, our diet, has been causing us to die early or get mm. these diseases. So if we're looking at a wellness program, which we put together Peaks for Wellness, we must make some changes to traditionally how we've been eating. And that's been getting worse quite dramatically, hasn't it? It has, and it's an interesting word there, Mike, mm. is, is to talk about traditional ways mm -hmm. of eating. Because um, if we look way back, way so back. way back. When I was so, a lad. Well, probably before you were a lad, wow, actually, so before you were even, you know, a twinkle in your, in your mum's eyes, mm. um, we're actually talking about way back 100, 150, 200 years. I'm talking yep. about, you know, uh, my great grandparents and, and prior to that. You look at what they ate and they traditionally ate animal products. Um, they ate whole foods, fatty meats, um, lots and lots of good animal fats, very limited amounts of, of grains and they were pretty healthy. Mm. So they died of old age. They died of you know diseases related to the working environment. So they were either in factories. Or wild animals hunting them down. Well, maybe not wild animals 200 <laughs> years ago, but okay. um, yeah, 200 years ago. It was more exciting ago, than... Yeah. yeah, it sounded great, but um, 200 years ago, you know, they might have been in a factory accident because yes. we were talking about industrialization or perhaps they were out in the fields, they were farmers, and yes. so you know they, they encountered an accident out in the fields but they probably didn't die of metabolic conditions or heart disease or cancer. All of those conditions were virtually unheard of about 200 years ago. And what we've done since then is we've introduced 
First of all, um, refined foods. So we've introduced sugar, refined sugar, that white stuff that I say should be banned. <laughs> um, we've introduced grains. Class A drug. That's right. Well, it really is, and it acts like a class A drug on does, the brain. It does. Uh, we've introduced grains. So yes. we've introduced processed foods, highly refined grains like wheat, and we've got flour. And then we introduced the industrial seed oil, so things like canola oil, flaxseed oil, sunflower, safflower. You know the ones I mean, you fry your Shit chips fat. in them. Shit fat. Shit fat. Toxic fat. Mm. So we've basically introduced, a, you know, between that 200 years ago mm. um, to, let's say, 50 years ago, um, we have introduced a whole bunch of different toxic products. Mm. And if we look back 50 years, 50 to 60 years, that's where we see all of these diseases starting. We see the cancers, the heart disease, you know, we see the obesity and mm. we see things like the, the type 2 diabetes. And they've consistently increased and risen and taken over ever since that point in time. Yep. So we've ended up with this diet for the last, let's call it 60 years, so that's both yours and mine's life, you know, lifetime. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've ended up for the last, th let's say, three generations where people think the right thing to yep. eat yep. is bread, grains, pasta, pizza, burgers, junk food, artificial um, fats, synthetic fats, um, you know, highly processed food. And we've gone completely away from what our traditional diet yep. would have been. So we now know, and this is fact, we now know beyond all question that the thing that's responsible for obesity, type 2 diabetes, of, um, responsible for heart disease, um, in uh, cancer, all of those nasty conditions is sugar, refined grains and processed food, and those industrial seed oils, the shit fats. Those three things are the big ones we've got to get rid of, and that's essentially <coughs> what we do in the ketogenic lifestyle. So we know that the keto diet and the carnivore diet have reversed a lot of these conditions and we've got proven results and we're on the keto diet and we've proven this. We've got proven results that this style of eating can reverse and prevent a lot of the illnesses that we're talking about. So it makes sense to include it in the Peaks, in the peaks formula. It does, and just, you know, just to add a little bit more value, yeah. for anybody who's tuning in who thinks that these are fad diets, when we talk about ketogenic diet or carnivore diet, mm. And you're sitting there saying, oh, it's a fad diet. You know, it's, it's just the latest and greatest. <laughs> um, believe, latest believers, it's not. So these diets have actually been around for a long time. There are, there are, in fact, Greek texts which show that they were eating like this thousands of years ago. But more recently, 1920s, used to treat children with epilepsy. Um, 1950s, there are texts from, and articles from sort of 1950s, 57 in particular, where doctors have written about treating obesity, which had really just started to take hold, treating obesity with uh, a diet which was meat, salt, and water. And that's the carnivore diet. Mm. That's exactly what we're doing Tried, today. tested, and proven. Mm. It's, it's stood the test of time. It has, except unfortunately we got brainwashed for the last 60 years. <laughs> so. These are not fads. We're bringing back what we know works. There is plenty of evidence now. And in fact, in the last three years, what we've seen is a rise in popularity. And the reason they're so popular is because they work. Trust us, they really do work and they work fast. And that's the reason why we've included in the Peaks formula 
and we're getting great results and people are finding outstanding levels of wellness by following a ketogenic lifestyle. So let's have a look at what it means because for some of you, you're on this, you understand it. For some of you, the word keto, the word carnivore, this way of eating might be brand new. So we're going to touch very high level. We've done a lot of episodes on what is the keto lifestyle mm. and the keto diet. So take us from the top. What does it mean? What's the fuel source? How does it all work? So um, very quickly, first of all, in our body, we can use two sources of fuel. The first one is glucose and the second one is ketones. And when we eat carbohydrates, so that's your bread, your pasta, your pizza, um, it's any of your refined products, it's your sugar, cakes, cookies, donuts, all that stuff, lollies, candies. Basically, when you take those in, your body processes them and it extracts glucose and that glucose is burnt in the body as a fuel. It's very quick acting, burns incredibly fast, doesn't last for long, which is why you get big highs and lows. People talk about sugar highs and sugar lows, um, but the body burns that glucose and it stores any that it can, and, and the body can only store a really limited amount in the muscles and the liver as glycogen. So it's a very unstable fuel in the sense that you know, you're, you're not getting nice long-term fuel, you're getting these incredible highs and lows. So that's the first fuel source. If you're eating a standard American, Australian, European diet, that's the sort of um, fuel that your body's going to run on. The second fuel source is ketones, and ketones are basically made in the body, in the liver, when you're eating fats, um, when you are restricting carbohydrates. So when you restrict carbohydrates, your body will tap into its own fuel source, it'll tap into its own fat stores. And even the most lean of us has got a lot of fat on our body. So if you are overweight or you're obese, then you've got a ton of fat there that your liver can tap into. So basically when we're restricting the carbohydrates, the, the body will tap into its own fat supply. Um, or as I said, when you're eating dietary fats, or finally, if you're doing intense exercise. Um, but the first two are the ones that we're really interested in is how do we get our body to use its own fat supply so we can lose weight? Um, how do we get it using its dietary fat and then use, you know, producing those beautiful clean ketones, which when you're running on ketones, you're going to be running on a super clean fuel source very pure, very little waste products, and that means that your brain is going to be very happy, it's going to run um, really well, really clean, you're going to have sharp, um, focused mind, you won't have that foggy thinking that you have on the, on the carbs. Because it's a really sustained fuel source, you're going to feel good all the time, you'll have lots and lots of energy, and you won't have those big highs and lows that you have with a carbohydrate-based diet. Mm. And you'll basically start to shed fat very, very quickly, as long as you get everything right <clears throat> on the keto lifestyle. So the fat as fuel is better, cleaner, more sustainable. Then we look at, for the ketogenic diet or lifestyle, we look at our macros. How do we balance up how much fat, how much protein, how much carbohydrate to get the best out of that? Hmm. So what we're aiming for when we're doing the keto diet or the keto way of eating is we're first of all looking for a macro ratio on the basis of calories, percentage of calories. And the first and foremost is the carbohydrates. So we're going to keep the carbohydrates down to 5% or less, which for most people will translate into mm. about 20 grams. So we are talking about a very small amount. Um, we're talking about less than an ounce, significantly less than an ounce. And the lower, the better. 
when you get onto this um, way of eating, you're best to cut out all your carbs, if you can, in the beginning. So you anchor yourself on those zero or very low carbohydrates. The next thing we do is we add in a bit of protein. And for most people, this is going to work out to about 20% of your calories coming from protein. And a really quick way to work it out, by the way, is just to take your height in centimetres, take off 100, and then what you're left with, that number in grams, so if you're working in imperial units, you'll have to convert, but that number in grams is the grams of actual protein that you want to be targeting. So not the grams of the meat or the fish, but the protein itself. So someone like me, I'm 183 centimetres, so I take off 100, gives me 83, so I'm looking for 83 grams of protein. In a day. And that's, in a day. And that's going to translate into, um, let's say, roughly speaking, about 240, 250 grams of protein-rich food, mm. which means meat, um, it means fish, eggs, and perhaps a little bit of cheese. Yes. So, you know, that's... That's just to give you an idea mm, of numbers. So we've got the carbohydrates incredibly low. We've got enough protein to satisfy all of your nutrient needs in terms of your protein requirements, building muscle, you know, and keeping your body in good shape. And then the last one is, is the fats. And I put these last because they, they often frighten people when I talk about this number. <laughs> We're actually talking about 75% of your calories not quantity, but your calories coming from fats. Now, fats are much more calorie dense mm. than your proteins and your carbohydrates. <clears throat> so protein and carbohydrate, they, they are four calories uh, per gram. When we talk about fats, they're nine calories a gram. So obviously they're not like for like when you're talking about quantities and putting them on your plate, but you want to have 75% of your diet on the calorie basis from fats. And what that means is that you're then going to have plenty of fats for your body to make ketones. Now, if you've got a lot of, a lot of weight to lose or you've been on a low fat diet, this is going to be hard for you because you're probably fat phobic and you're probably thinking to yourself, yeah, but if I add all that fat in, it's going to make me fat. Fat makes fat. Fat <coughs> makes fat. And that's the fallacy, fat makes fat. And people do, and from all the work we've done with people transitioning, one of the hardest things that people sort of uh, find as a challenge when they're starting keto is getting enough fat into their diet. So it is a, it is a big challenge because it's a large amount of fat compared to what you may currently be eating. But if you're thinking you need to encourage your body to use fat as the primary fuel source, you need to starve it of carbohydrates, so fat is the primary fuel source. That's the reason for that balance. It is, and also in the first few days of the ketogenic way of eating, mm. you're gonna be transitioning your fuel source. So you're gonna go from these carb-based fuels to you know, the, the fat-based fuels, and that's gonna make you feel a bit, you know, a bit iffy for a few days, let's be honest about it. And so to transition quicker and easier and get through that period, more fats is going to be helpful. But let me just jump in with a quick story. And, and it's my own personal story. I remember, you know, throughout my teenage years being bombarded with information about low carb mm -hmm. because my father had basically a major heart attack, age 50, and he died instantly. And so from that point in time, I was always educated and told, don't have saturated fat, keep your fats low, keep your salt low. And so over the years, I gradually got more and more fat phobic. I also got very concerned about eating animal products. So I went 
gradually from being a meat eater. As a child, I was a meat eater. In fact, I think we lived on spam because that's all we could afford. So, you know, I used to eat plenty of meat, but I, I wasn't so happy eating, eating animals. So I gave up a lot of my meats. I went to eating chicken and fish. Then I went to eating fish only and generally white fish because it had less fat in it. And then gradually over time, I became a vegetarian. I reduced and reduced the amount of fat that I put onto my meals. Um, not only was I starving, I struggled with food. I struggled with cravings. I struggled with energy. But gradually over about a 30 year period, I ended up with a lower and lower and lower fat diet. The problem then was when I switched across to keto because my health was so bad, my vitamin B levels, especially B12, were incredibly low, my iron was low, um, everything was really out of whack. Uh, and I was at the point of, you know, my body was literally breaking down and I knew I had to do something. When I transitioned to keto, the hardest thing for me was to add in that quantity of fat because I was talking about well over 100 grams per day, maybe 150 grams per day of fat added into my meals. And I'd perhaps been having five to 10 grams. So this was a huge quantity and I struggled, my body struggled. I just couldn't process it, I couldn't digest it at first. Um, and I really struggled you know, psychologically to put it onto my meals and then to physically eat it. So we know the challenges that you go through. We know how difficult it is if you're in a similar position to what I was. And that's one of the reasons why we've got to work initially on the ketogenic lifestyle to change your relationship with food and to get a, a healthier relationship to understand that these are myths. They are stories, you have been brainwashed and these foods are actually super healthy and your body's probably crying out for them. Mm. And that's why when we do coaching, we do transition for people starting on the PEAKS formula into keto, we always allocate a minimum of 30 days for that transition process. Taking your primary fuel source from carbohydrates and glucose to ketones and fat is a transition. As Lynn said, it may be slightly uncomfortable, there may be some keto flu, there's certainly some keto transition symptoms that we talk about. Mm -hmm. So this first, first 30 days is to get your body used to the ketogenic way of eating, and that may take a few weeks. Then at the end of 30 days, we go to the next step. It is, but just before we do, very, very quickly, in a nutshell, what can you eat? Because uh, we've talked a lot mm. about what you don't eat. So what you do eat on the ketogenic way of eating, and I have to say, it is the most delicious food. Yep. It tastes amazing. Um, it's easy to prepare. It's not expensive, regardless of what you've read. Um, and it's just super, super nutritious. It's very, very nutritionally <coughs> dense. So you can basically have lots and lots of whole foods primarily animal um, sources of, of food. So we're talking about meat and fish, including organ meats, including bone broths. You can include things like eggs. Cheese is fine on the keto way of eating. Nuts are great, as long as you don't have too many because some of them have got carbs in them. And then above ground vegetables are all fine. Um, and you know some people do include other sources of dairy, but as long as they're full fat, and then we've got all the fats. So we're adding butter and ghee and tallow. Um, we're adding in olive oil, avocados. So we're really you know, putting lots and lots of healthy fats into our meals. So we've got the meats, the fish, the eggs, we've got the cheeses, the nuts, we've got the vegetables, we've got the great healthy fats. And if you put all of those together and you try to keep your food as close to its natural state as possible, so the, the meat, <coughs> not the burger, 
um, you know, the cheese, not the processed stuff that you get in a, in a tube. Um, if you really keep your foods whole and clean, then you'll see the benefits of the keto lifestyle very, very quickly. Yeah. And then you're right, Mike, at the end of 30 days, when you've tried this and you've got used to a few recipes and you've realized how tasty it is and how good you feel, the last step would be to include some timed eating or intermittent fasting. And what that means is that you don't eat for 14 or 16 hours a day and you keep your eating restricted to a window. And what that does is it really boosts your journey into ketosis. So you generate a lot more ketones because you're restricting your body, you're restricting food. And it's going to take you deeper into that state of ketosis. You'll feel even better. It'll give you digestion a rest and you're not having to eat all the time. So you're, you're limiting your calories as well. So if you've got weight to lose, if you've got a metabolic condition like type 2 diabetes, then intermittent fasting is probably one of the most powerful weapons you can put into your armory. Absolutely. So we are talking about the PEAKS formula. We talked about P equals EA plus K plus S. So high optimal performance, energize and activate your mind and body. And today we talked about the ketogenic lifestyle. Now, we've done a very high level touch point, but there's probably, I would say, 30, 40 episodes in the library on YouTube or on the podcasts all specific to keto in all aspects. So if you love Lynn's explanation and you want to understand a little bit more about the, the, the keto way of life, tune into any one of those episodes and you'll get an in-depth sort of understanding of the keto way of eating. Absolutely. And we respond to all of the comments and questions that get posed. So any, if you've got any questions at all, literally anything you want to understand more, you've got a question about keto or anything to do with the Peaks formula, then send us an email, type in the comments, Get, um, jump onto Facebook and find us, jump onto Instagram, TikTok, any of the social TikTok. platforms. Um, we're there. Send us a message and we will reply personally. You have our guarantee. Mm. We will get back to you. Okay, 24-7 except during our sleeping window, <laughs> which we can't, can't miss up. And join us again next time because next time we're talking about the S of the Peaks formula, which is the last part of the puzzle, and we'll put it all together. So thanks for your time. See you on the Peaks Live very, very soon. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on the Peaks Audio Experience. Make sure you've subscribed and please share the podcast. And more importantly, don't forget to tell all your friends it's awesome, it's amazing and inspiring. And send us your hot topics to cover on a future episode. For now, have a great Peaks day. 